What would shut down every business in America? A coffee outage, perhaps? Yes, but worse than even that. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We've got a big time important topic for today's episode. I'm Eric Powers, and I'm thankful to have you listening today. Today's show is important. It's crucial, really, for anyone who owns a business, but it will be vital information for anybody who works and deals with stress. So basically everyone. Stress is a part of residing on this planet, right? So we're going to cover a boatload of facts about employee happiness and also mental health concerns. Now more than ever, we need to keep our workforce intact. We have to take care of those who keep our small businesses running after all, right? Many see their company as a big family, and even with that mindset, it's tough to know how to handle company mental health programs. I mean, business owners don't do knee surgeries, right? So the same thing applies to mental health needs. Often, business owners are dealing with anxiety too because running a business is also stressful, just in case you hadn't noticed. Okay, if you have yet to subscribe to the show, please do tap that follow button or subscribe button and hit the bell icon to get an alert each time a new episode comes out. We appreciate it a whole lot. So I stumbled on a survey a couple weeks ago that focused on employee happiness. In the old days, you know, things were different. Bosses expected people to show up and work. It didn't matter if they felt like it or not. The Model T had to get rolling off the assembly line. Times have changed, thankfully, but even if a company didn't care about their workers, it would just be bad business to disregard how workers felt about their workplace, especially in 2022, with workers so hard to find in so many sectors. Here are the first stats that caught my eye, and this is from a survey of 1,000 employees done by realestatewitch.com. About 75% of employees are frustrated with their managers, with nearly one in five saying that they experience personal attacks or unkind remarks. I get it. Telling late Larry that he's getting a write-up for constant tardiness is a must, but personal attacks are obviously way out of line. It doesn't create any trust or build loyalty, and that kind of thing certainly could lower morale across the board. And get this, only 31% of the surveyed workers reported feeling appreciated at their workplace, while 23% felt burned out and 12%, this is scary, felt angry about their job. Business owners, we certainly do have our work cut out for us, and I'd love to hear from you all who do own a business. How is the morale at your company? If it's high, I'd love to hear about some of the reasons or programs that you've put in place, and I'm sure other CEOs would like to hear about it too. It takes a village, as they say with families, but also to raise the level of worker satisfaction in this country. I'd like to back up about a statistic about being burned out. You know, long ago, I read article after article about what work would look like in the future. There was talk of 24-hour work weeks, more free time, easier work on the clock, etc., Some of that did happen. Physical work has become easier with tools and machine innovation, but more free time, I don't think so. And maybe Parkinson's law is the reason. We let tasks fill the amount of free time that we allow for them. So that means a project that isn't due for a month, well, it probably won't get done until the 30th day. It's just hard to clock out of human nature, I guess, right? All right, well, here's the root problem. Workers don't feel like they have any time away from the office. Remote work is great if you love working in shorts and a t-shirt and avoiding traffic. However, unless you take an ax to your internet cable, you're available to your boss at all times. And that's not a good thing for the worker, not for the boss either. They need time too. 68% of workers say they are expected to respond to employer communication before or after work hours on weekends or during paid time off. And yes, dedicated workers want to be helpful regardless of the hour, but at what cost? Plus, there should be systems in place to handle problems as they come up when employees are off, especially on the weekends and vacations. Just think, if you were out enjoying some time parasailing, you don't wanna have to take a call from the office after they reel you back into the boat. All right, let's take a look at PTO, paid time off. 
Luckily, this study showed nine out of 10 employees get time off with pay. And the 10% who don't, well, 56% reported that that has a negative impact on their mental health. I do wanna point out this fact though. Americans are really bad at taking vacations in general. Terrible, in fact. Some reports show that about half of workers don't even take their entire vacation each year. A portion of them say that they feel pressure not to take a vacay, but other reasons are bigger factors. I have a friend and she has a really stressful job. She took over a real mess at a university department and she won't take time off because she says she has to put out fires every time she comes back from even taking a long weekend. Statistically, 13% of participants said the same thing in a 2018 survey in Forbes. And by the way, we'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to see all of the findings in the main survey we used for this episode. There is some good stuff in there. But the Forbes survey also showed that nearly 20% of employees voluntarily checked in on work while they were on vacation. Here's the deal. It's on leaders to set the tone. A healthy tone where team members feel secure in taking real time away. But it's a two-way street. Employees need to remember how valuable free time is, how play is part of life, golfing and fishing and hiking, foodie adventures, whatever it is. We need to use our weekends and our vacations to recharge so that we're better people and refreshed workers when we get back. All right, any guesses on what employees said their biggest frustration with their manager is? Nope, it's not grabbing that last honey bun from the vending machine. It was unclear communication standing at 31%. Imagine that. Right behind was micromanaging them at 27%. So roughly three out of 10 workers reported one or the other of those two frustrations. And it makes sense. If there's a communication issue, what happens? The boss is gonna feel as though he or she has to micromanage next time. And as modern humans, we think we have communication down pat, right? Well, we do not. And you know what? It's getting worse, not better. We're so busy, we're merely scanning through emails and barely reading 10 word text messages. And one word can make a huge difference. One misinterpretation can have a worker wasting eight solid hours on something that's already been done or another team member is doing it at the same time. No matter what business you're in, better communication leads to more efficiency and profits. And happier employees and managers, apparently. I've tossed a bunch of stats at you about what makes for unhappy, dissatisfied employees. Now let's take a look deeper at how we can do a better job of finding mental health solutions that ease suffering and hopefully prevent tragedies. This is very sensitive and important data, so we will leave a link to some great resources in the show notes. They relate to preventing workplace depression and suicide. Heavy topics, ones we can't afford to avoid, however. Data shows that roughly two-thirds of Americans with a diagnosable mental disorder do not seek treatment. Up to 25% of our citizens experience mental illness at any given time. This is an issue that affects us all, and work is part of our life, one of the most stressful parts. We spend as many waking hours there as we do in our own homes very often. So we can't ignore mental health issues. They just don't stop because we clock in or out of the office. So many of you likely have some sort of mental health program in place at your company. You may even have an EAP, an employee assistance program, if you have over 50 employees. From what we've gathered in preparing for this episode, even those programs can allow many workers to fall through the cracks. Workers may not even know that such programs exist, believe it or not. And navigating any kind of medical program is not exactly simple if you've ever filled out a mountain of paperwork just to get a physical. Not only that, workers can have confidentiality fears. It's bad that people don't try to hide a broken arm, but people do try to conceal mental struggles. They're both health issues though, and it's a shame that some stigma remains. 
Dr. Sally Spencer Thomas, a clinical psychologist who works in this field, recommends a mental health audit on a regular basis to ensure that programs are being utilized and that they're effective. Also to identify ways to improve company culture overall. Another issues leaders have to watch for in the workplace is the misconception that awareness is enough. It is helpful to have mental health out of the shadows, no question. The thing is, dire statistics and terrible stories mount up and they can make things even more hopeless unless the many success stories get into the spotlight. People do recover from depression. They do find meaning in life, often in large part through their work, through support of coworkers and leaders that they can come to for help or just to talk. And I wanna be clear, I'm a financial planner. You're an expert in whatever industry you're working in. We are not mental health experts. We have to look to the experts in this field so that employees and managers and yes, business owners can get professional help. That said, we are human. We can offer a hand up. We have ears for a reason. We can listen to those having a difficult time and we can share our experiences as leaders because no one goes through life on cloud nine all the time. Everyone has had struggles. Okay, maybe not Tom Brady, but that's about it. Like I said at the start of the show, guys, this is not easy information to take in or to talk about, but it's too important not to discuss. Mental health is a human problem, and even more so in the past few years, it's become a severe American problem. And you're like me, I bet, in believing America is still the best place to be born, so it's up to all of us to turn the tide on depression and despair that is so bad that it has begun to reduce our life expectancy on average due to death and despair. And also, it's just good business to have a workforce satisfied with their job and the opportunities they have at work. Hiring and training new employees to replace those who quit is super expensive, but you already know that. So just a brief recap, and remember to check the show notes for links with more details on surveys and other resources we used for this episode. Okay, burnout is a big issue for employees currently. Miscommunication with managers is a major frustration for workers. Workers need to use their vacation time and stop checking in on work while on vacation if they expect to get recharged. Mental health issues often go untreated in the U.S., Company mental health programs are a good start, but are often underutilized. And lastly, a person's work can help add meaning to their lives, which leads to improved emotional well-being. Hey guys, that's all I've got today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode on some uncomfortable facts of work life. I believe the information will be of help to lots of you men and women who are running businesses. Leaders are needed more than ever. And if I can be of help to you in any way, get in touch today about retirement planning, 401ks, or just to talk business. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.